Unbadding, unbadding, we're unbadding, baby. We're on a journey, baby. We're unbadding, baby. We're unbadding. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Unbadding. I am Dana Pereira. And I am Jessica Presley. How has your dry January been going? Totally 100% successful. Yeah? Yeah, no booze. That's awesome. I know. My dry-ish January. Also successful? Also successful. I did go out on Saturday um, with a friend for his birthday. And I think that it has been decided that if I am out and I am celebrating, then yay go prosecco you know go go gadget celebrate a lot i have a lot of things to celebrate i'm celebrating life day in and day out um but no it was nice i hung out had a great time had a few glasses of prosecco good times um but it has been nice to like wake up on a monday and not want to die from sunday fun day oh that's true your sunday fun days go pretty hard at times those are my favorite i know see I think that I enjoy the indulgence, um, but I get so beat up by drinking that I don't do it as often. Yeah. So I feel like dry January is probably like a little easier for me. You know, I like to dabble in other areas of my life, which I'm not dry in. And so that kind (laughs) of makes up for the difference. That helps out a little bit. Well, you know, those Hyo drinks that you brought last week. Yeah. Very yummy. I did like to sit down. Joe and I sat down one night and had a couple of those. Did he like them? He did. And then we like wanted to knock out immediately. We were like, wow, this is very relaxing. <laughs> yeah, we were kind of like a little like zombie-ish a little bit last week after we were coming down from the show. They call it a float. They're oh. like, oh, this is welcome. They call it welcome to the float team. I got a message from Hayo. Welcome to the float team. Um, and so it's a float and I'm like that's what it feels like it legit feels like you are a floating yeah yeah like just existing yeah (laughs) well we did bring in a new drink as promised to try out for all you people out there all you unbaddies doing dry January out there that's right who do you remember who the artiste is behind this I kissed a girl and I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> got a little Carrie. Carrie. Carrie Patey. A little, a little Carrie Patey. I have not even had a sip of this beverage <laughs> No. <yet. laughs> we were saving to try it on air. Yes. I'm very excited. Okay. The one that we have today. Desua. It's called Tres Rosé. And it actually does look like rosé, which is so pretty. It says um, that it's a nice is pink color. Adaptogen rich. So... Thank God it's not adaptogen poor. I know. That'd be terrible. Clink, clink. Cheers. Hope it's good. Mmm. It smells good. Definitely has more of like a champagne kind of wine flavor than the Hayo. Like the Hayo definitely could have been like easily drinkable for kids. And not that I think my kids wouldn't like this, but it definitely has more of a... Like an alcoholy like, vibe to it, yeah. Like, like it's essence. more reminiscent of rose. Yeah, I'd say. 
I agree. With this is yummy, though. Yeah, I feel like this would be a really good replacement for like a, when you really do want to feel like you're having wine, not like when you're just like slugging back the blackberry lemonade. Well, I wonder after we knock back one of these, how we're going to feel if we're going to get giggly like we did on the last episode where I was trying to murder horses with hammers. I know. Gosh, you were silly. <laughs> no, you got me the apples and pineapples. I just or tomatoes and pineapples. I was like, all right, we've we've gone somewhere. I don't know where we are anymore. I'm lost. <laughs> It was very, every time I listen to that, I crack up. It's so funny. It's so funny. Actually, one of my clients had come in and they were like, oh my gosh, I saw this hysterical thing on Instagram that your sister posted and you guys are just laughing and laughing. And I'm like, really? And I was like, she's like, I don't know. You guys are drinking some drinks or something, but you guys are having a good old time. <laughs> that is so funny. I forget sometimes that your clients can see this shit. Right, right. It's sometimes a little dead sobering whenever they come in and they're like, I listened to that episode. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm -hmm. right. What did yes. I say? Yeah. Which trauma did I unveil last week? <laughs> you know what? I can't even say anything. My clients know me inside and out. It's like a total free-for-all there. Well, I mean, the hairdresser was the first therapist. Right. The hairapist. The, the hairapist. <laughs> did you make that up or have you heard it somewhere? No, actually, Jane, Miss Jane, is my um, kiddos. Like She's like another grandma for them. But anyway, I met her probably about 13 years ago. And whenever we I started doing her hair, she was like, that's it. You can't ever get rid of me. You're officially my therapist, never going anywhere else. And so therapy has been the part of my vocabulary ever since. I love it. It's so fitting, right? It's so fitting. I love a good wordplay, too. I know. Me, too. It's, it's so good. So good. It's like so because like somebody had to be smart. I know. And witty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love those qualities. Good play on words. Yeah. I like it. You know what else I really liked? And I don't know that you had a plan on sharing this or not. So if you didn't, let me know and we will cut it out. Oh, oh God. It out. <laughs> I was like, did I just go full house on everyone? I just went full house big time. <laughs> I was like, what? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. She done did it. I did. Um, but I really loved the story that you told me earlier um, about your beach adventure. Ah, And I think that a lot of the people that listen to this show, whether they are just starting to dabble in spirituality, maybe they've been in it for a long time. But um, a lot of times we talk about like trusting the universe and looking for signs and stuff like that. And I feel like this is a really good story to remind people to pay attention um, yeah, totally happy to share. It was a beautiful experience. Um, I actually love sharing the story because it was like so powerful. Um, but I had shared with Dana earlier that I had woken up one morning um, a little later than I usually like to. And so I was um, kind of doing a short version of my meditation and then decided that I would do like a full meditation and like I like to call it inward bound like a journey where I just go inside um, that I was going to go to the beach and have that experience at the beach after I dropped off my kids at school. Um, 
I had shared with you earlier that it was like just this two hour battle back and forth <laughs> about like where As to go. As you do. Yes, I do. You know what? My intuition will guide me, my higher self, call it spirit guides, call it guardian angels, whatever. Something is communicating to me and it was very specific. And you hear it. I hear it. Uh-huh. When I thought, oh, I don't want to be rushed through my meditation. Instantly I heard, felt, knew, uh-huh. go to La Jolla Shores. Yeah. And I battled with that back and forth and back and forth um, and came up with about a million other places that I could go instead, um, but then had to come back to the resolve that I was supposed to go to La Jolla Shores. Yeah. Listen to your fucking self. I know. I struggle with that. <laughs> You're not the only one. I guarantee you other people are like, yeah, been there. Yeah. So um, I go to La Jolla Shores and I um, I've got my um, cacao with me and in my cacao is my microdose for the day. And so I know that I'm going to go on an introspective journey. I'm going to be taught some things. I'm going to be healing some things. Um, I grab my cup, I grab a notebook and I head towards the beach. And as I approach the seawall, I take off my shoes and I want to get my feet in the sand. I want to get my feet in the ocean. Mm. Um, and I'm kind of pondering, like, what do I do with my shoes, right? Yeah. And so I decide I'm going to set them on the seawall. And I have this little voice that's like, what if someone steals them? Right. Because, I mean, they're, I, it's possible. It's very possible. There is a very large homeless community in San Diego that, you know, that is a possibility there. Um, or, I mean, sometimes you just got cute shoes. Yeah. Somebody's like, yo. They're like, those boots look cozy. Yeah. So, um. I'm like, do I hide them behind the seawall? Do I put them on top of the seawall? Back and forth. Anyway, I decide, whatever, I'm going to put them on the seawall and kind of have this understanding intuitively that like, if I'm not meant to have him, I'm not meant to have him. If it's not meant for me, then yeah. th- th- my or, time here is done with them. Or even if somebody takes them, then they needed them way more than I do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm kind of sitting with this message that whatever, they're on the seawall, we'll just go. Well, I stick my feet in the sand, I walk towards the water, cacao and and journal in tow. And as I approach the water, I see a little white circle in the sand and realize that it's a sand dollar. So I pop it over with my toe. And whenever I look at it, I notice that there's like a little like perfectly round circle in the top of it that's kind of chipped out. Yeah. And so I was like, ah, you know, I'll just leave it go. And I step over it and I keep walking. And something about this sand dollar just really stuck with me. I wasn't able to just walk over it and keep moving through with my day. It was just gnawing at my mind. Like there was something that I was supposed to be paying attention to there. Yeah. Um, So I find my quiet spot. I set my intention. I have my drink, um, offering gratitude, just really being in the space Mm -hmm. and enjoying my walk. And so... I'm like, okay, this is far enough, ready to go back. I'm like looking way off in the distance, trying to see if I can see my shoes and I don't see them there. (laughs) I'm like, oh gosh, where are they? Um, And the sand dollar pops back in my head and I'm like, just let it go, Jess. And as I'm walking, I'm noticing that there isn't even really any shells on the beach. Mm -hmm. We have been having like a lot of high tides and a lot of like really big um, swells. Yeah. And so the beach is pretty clear and I had told you this earlier that like 
it's not often that you find a sand dollar at La Jolla Shores. Yeah. I know that that seems odd to say, but there's like a beach specifically in San, in San Diego that you find a lot of sand dollars at. It's in Coronado. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I go to La Jolla Shores, I've never once found a sand dollar there. Yeah. So it was just a little stuck there. I couldn't let it go. And so I kind of like got this message that I just need to let it go because what is meant for me will be in my path. Right. That's like the download that I'm getting. And I'm like, okay, let it go. If it's meant for me, it'll be in my path. And I'm, I'm struggling with this lesson a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, well, how much work do I have to put in? Do I have to go look for it? Uh-huh. Universe? Oh, all the things do that I have- your brain does totally. whenever, you know, like our little brains can't ever just be like, oh, oh, that makes total sense. Great. La-da-da-da-da. Let's move on with our day. We have to question it and pick at it and pull it apart. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally pulled it apart. Thought of all the different things that I maybe I should be doing in order to stumble across this thing again, if it was meant for me. Uh-huh. But right. the message kept coming. If like, it's meant for you. I retrace my steps? Totally. Do I? Totally. I'm like, <laughs> what if? where did I think I saw it? I couldn't even go back to the spot if I wanted. I was so like in the zone. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I am kind of like pondering, looking around, like looking way over here, looking way over there. And I'm like, No, what's meant for you will be in your path. Um, And so I get all the way to kind of like where my shoes are on the wall. And I'm giving like one last bit of gratitude to the sea. And I kind of come to this understanding that like it wasn't meant for me. Yeah, not there wasn't in my path Mm -hmm. and 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 trying to be okay with that, too. Yeah. Um, and so I go back to my shoes and reach over to grab my shoes and sure as shit, there is the exact same sand dollar sitting on the seawall directly next door to my shoes. What? I know. And I felt so much gratitude. I was like, no way. Like, this is the lesson, Jess. Like, open your heart, open your mind, trust it. What's meant for you will be in your path. You do not need to do all this mental labor. Yes. Just chill and let it come to you. Just open your heart to receiving and allow it to come. I love that the universe is a silly bitch. And she's like, um, yes, I'm saying she right now because that's just what I'm feeling at this moment. Um, And she's like, (laughs) right next to your shoes. The things that you thought that could potentially not be there you thought maybe somebody might take something from you Mm -hmm. and then here you are and it's it's just such a funny joke by the universe it is it's like she's up there watching like this is the part this is the part watch 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 Watch. she totally (laughs) thinks it's gone and I've totally let go of the idea of it in my heart in my soul I was like you know what the lesson is that it's okay if something isn't meant for you that you thought you wanted yeah and then she's like no no watch watch Watch, watch to the end, watch to the end. <laughs> I love it because you and I were talking already about how, like, right now, it just feels like a very powerful time. The last week or so, we both had some instances where we were like, whoa, things aligning, dreams happening, intuitions. Intuitions. I had a vision of something that ended mm. up happening. Yeah, that was cool. Like five minutes later, which was fucking bizarre to me. 
Um, but stuff like that, that is happening. And then you had brought it to my attention also that we have this huge new moon in Capricorn, the one, one, one portal, huge time for manifestation. And, uh, it, it just, it, I can feel it. Yeah, I can feel it too. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's like that. I am more intuitive and more connected or if it's just like across the board so powerful that that everyone is just really feeling it right now. Yeah, I think that the people that are open to feeling it can feel it. Yeah, I can feel it. (laughs) Definitely feel it. (laughs) There's a lot of things that we can feel. And I think a lot of people, especially at the beginning of the year, we're still trying to get like unstuck from the stuff that was going on in the end of 2023, mm-hmm. right? Like sometimes you just get stuck and you have this idea that 2024 is going to come and you're just going to like shake it off and shit's going to happen. And if it doesn't start happening right away, you can kind of get in a funk over it. Yeah. I think that with any sort of like um, momentous marker, right? Or or special day that happens that there's a build up to, there's always the opportunity for a letdown mm-hmm. also. Um, and one of the things that you and I have been talking about a lot, um, because we were talking about things that we want to call in for the new year, um, is perspective. Yes. And I feel like um, in those instances where it's feeling like things just aren't happening fast enough or you were expecting some big welcome party and it just wasn't there, um, shifting perspective is such a great way to kind of coach yourself through the things or through the letdowns that you feel like you're experiencing. Yeah, because perspective is what? It's just a a point of view. It's your point of view. Right. And the thing with perspective is that every single person out there has one. Yeah. And and they're all different because it's it's the view from which you stand. Yeah. And your experience is different than my experience. That's why we all have different opinions. And that's why, like, it's hard to say, oh, no, that person is wrong because you're not standing in their shoes. You don't have right. their POV. Exactly. Yours is different. Yours is skewed in a different way. Yours was developed from different experiences. Did you ever have like a friend, like you were ever like a friend of a couple and they like went through, had a fight or maybe two of your girlfriends had a fight Uh and they're both giving you their side of the story. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. And then the other one gives you their side and you're like, yeah, 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 I totally get what you're saying. Like they both feel totally justified in their truth Mm -hmm. because that's their perspective. Yeah. And it happens a lot. And then there are times when I fight with my husband and he's just wrong. (laughs) Most of the time. His perspective doesn't count. His perspective is skewed and bullshit. (laughs) That's not true. I love you, honey. Um, But again, perspective comes from life experiences and changing your perspective also comes sometimes from life experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like right now I'm in a place in particular where my perspective feels so important um, as a way to like help myself through difficult times. And um, I feel like whenever my perspective kind of goes dark Mm -hmm. um 
it's really a struggle to pull myself out of those those spaces. Um, so perspective being such a big word for me this year, it's like really with awareness and intention of watching where my perspective is going and then um, allowing my higher self to guide in the ways that it's kind of going to the bad place. So whenever you are around other people, do you ever try and shift your perspective to what they might be thinking? Some people say put yourself in other people's shoes. Is that something that you try and do, whether you're having a disagreement with your husband or with, I mean, is, is that a go-to practice for you? I think it's much easier for me to put myself in other people's shoes. Um, so that is something that I do regularly. I th feel like I do try to like see the other side of the coin. Mm -hmm. um, with my husband, it's a little bit harder because we're so interconnected. You know, it's yeah. like the emotions are bigger and more triggering. Um, as of the last probably two weeks, though, interesting enough that you're bringing this up, um, I really have been trying to see me from his point of view uh -huh. and experience me from his point of view. Do you think that he also does the same thing? No. That's where I get caught up because I am a person that tries very hard to see the point of view of somebody else. If I'm having a disagreement or even, I mean, whatever it might be, I do try and put myself into their shoes and see from their perspective. I have a fucking hang up of thinking that nobody else does that for me. Mm, interesting. And I don't know if it's a story that I tell myself. I, I validated it to myself a hundred times over, especially when it comes to particularly my husband, because right. he is the person that I'm most connected with on a daily basis. Right. Um, and I just find that that that's like something that I'm trying to release right now is that story that I do things for everybody else. They don't do the same for me. Mm, I see. I feel like with my relationship in particular, um, Dave is definitely open to hearing my side mm -hmm. and willing to be like, okay, yes, I see where you're coming from. I just don't think that he's necessarily like doing a self practice and trying to be like, Oh, you know, she's going through X, Y, and Z. Like trying or, to figure it out before the argument happens. Right, before the explanation <laughs> yeah. has to happen, right? Or the disagreement or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I could see how like that story can be like such a trigger and like a, a revolving door that just keeps going around and around that like I'm here trying to see your point of view, but nobody's trying to see my point of view. Yeah. And I think, I mean, a big, huge thing that nobody likes to talk about because it's a fucking awful, terrible issue and I hate it. Uh, politics. Oh, gosh. Politics are rough. Politics are so rough. And the thing is, whenever it comes to that, not that I necessarily agree with somebody that has, you know, politics opposite of mine, although my politics aren't even matching with you know one of the two major parties parties mm -hmm. that they like i hate everybody right now if i'm being honest yeah yeah i think that there's probably a large group of us that are all in the same boat as yes. far as that goes yeah i'm like really 
these guys, this is what you're giving us to work with. Yeah, I almost feel like, you know, we were kind of talking like some astrology before, but I almost feel like the way the planets were aligned and and I'm not going to be specific because I just don't know. Yeah. But um, I feel like we have been in an energy of conflict for a long time. Yeah. And opposition. Ugh, so much. And it feels like politics are a really great example of that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can't see your side, you can't see my side. And that feels relatively new. I don't feel like politics were so, um, like, there was so much personal struggle and hate within relationships and tearing apart families over politics maybe 20 years ago. It is different, but I think it's because so much is changing so quickly. Right. And it does affect people. It affects human beings and their bodies totally. and what they can do with them. And I mean, yes, the issues are so, so big and important now that it has definitely caused this huge divide. Right. But whenever I'm thinking about politics and somebody that might have an opposite or a different view than mine, a lot of times there's age that goes into it mm -hmm. that is why they think a lot of times it's where they fucking grew up it's yeah. their environment in which they find themselves that's why different parts of the country have different political views does it ever blow your mind though when you run into like an our age ish california male that supports trump no, um, I know so many of them. Oh, it always blows. I'm like, oh, how do we cross paths? Oh, my God. Like, they startle me for a second. Well, <laughs> listen, I used to go to a country bar. Oh, well, that's very true. So very true. I know quite a bit. And I try hard because a lot of people I really love as people. Um, so, you know, we won't get into all of that. But it is interesting trying to put yourself... Um, and, and, and figure out the perspective of somebody that you super don't agree with. Yeah, I um, personally had like a experience with that whenever um, this is again, like a really big, heavy topic. Yeah. But um, when the Palestinians were being bombed by Israel um, and there was like a lot of, I mean, there still is. There's still, yeah. yeah, there's a lot going on there, right? But I had an immediate frustration and like response of like me against them whenever it came to Israel. Yeah. And I had to realize, and, and this was a personal evolution, that like I might not agree mm -hmm. what's happening, Um. And what happened to them was bad. And what's happening to the Palestinians is bad. It's all bad. It's all bad. So so can humanity allow us to just say, hey, you know what? I stand in the perspective that any life lost is a fucking tragedy. But this this war between these two, again, it's very divisive. It's polarizing. It's making you against them, me against you. Yes, agree. Agree. And, and and that's what I experienced in when we were talking about politics also was like, well, if, if you're if you support this person, then you and I can't be friends. You know, it was yeah. like the Internet was blowing up over politics a few years ago. It's about to again. So I know. I know. So we buckle just... the fuck up because <laughs> yeah. we have an election coming and I am already 
like I am give me a shovel I am burying myself until I don't know 2040 what, yeah. how do we think 2040 is gonna be I don't know how old am I gonna be then I don't even care I will come out of fucking raisin I don't care <laughs> always going back to the grapes hey, you know me I love my wine that's and you know I'm, I'm pretty impressed yeah Katie I actually Perry. am too thank you Katie Perry mm-hmm. this is delicious um, and so what ways do you feel like perspective has either um, guided you in a positive way or has like hindered you in a way that um, you needed to kind of reflect on and change course? Well, interesting that we were just talking about all of that because it's definitely hindered me in my life when I refused to be open-minded. When I took a hard stance on something Mm. without giving any room for me to learn new information, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another thing. Like, if you learn new information that changes your perspective, it's okay to change your mind. That is so important to say. We got to say this one again for the people in the back. You have every right to change your mind. And for people who like really want to like hold on to the original idea to save face or have pride or whatever, um, you are saving face by saying, I don't agree with what I thought before. I've had a change of heart. I've changed my mind. And I don't have the same perspective that I had eight months ago when I said this thing. I think that too often we force people to like be in the box that they originally put themselves right, like in. Like pick a lane and stay in it. You don't get to change lanes ever. And and that's unfair mm-hmm. because not only are you evolving and growing, hopefully, and learning new things, you know, the world around you is changing too. And, you know, however long ago they said that homosexuality was an abomination and you should be fucking hung from a tree and... That is, things have changed. Yeah, there's room for change. There's room for expanding the mind. There's the room. The fucking church is on board now. Yeah, the church is sporting the gays. Some of the churches. <laughs> well, I mean, the Pope is. Yeah, So true. if you are, you know, Catholic. Thanks, Pope. Yeah, then. Th- so I think that it definitely hindered me, especially in my younger years, mm-hmm. where I was very strong in my convictions. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, uneducated. Right. Don't you think that's kind of like a symptom of? Yeah, (laughs) I do. I think a lot of people that are very strong on their convictions um, or that are like putting other people down or it's there is an ignorance attached to that. Right. So like perspective is like personal point of view Mm -hmm. right and then there's worldview Uh where you can see the big picture for everybody not just from where you stand and I think that the the resistance to the worldview is somebody who does have a very narrow perspective or like a maybe has been sheltered or lived in a small town or or hasn't really allowed their mind to expand openly or feel safe to expand yeah and then as I got older. Now I try very hard to have an open mind and to, um, have empathy 
um, and to give myself some grace if I decide that something's not serving me anymore. That belief system isn't working out for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, so for example, and this is a very minuscule thing, and but I had a friend, and she had said to me, like, "Ugh, I'm going to do this thing. Um, I'm like, let me try and figure out a thing that doesn't make it like so obvious who my friend is." <laughs> um, I am not going to let my husband watch football on Sunday. Okay. Um, and then she got exhausted and she was like, you know, what? just watch football. I don't, I don't care. And then she came to me and she was like, I know that I said that I wasn't going to let my husband watch football, but, and I was like, yo, sounds like a win-win. You didn't have to deal with it. He gets to watch football. I Please don't feel the need to explain yourself to me. Right. You get to make choices. And then if you change your mind and you decide you're going to make a different choice, great. Make it. I am just here to be a supportive friend that is in your corner that is like, hey, you're exhausted. Didn't feel like dealing with it. I get it. I understand. There are bigger things that you need to tackle. Absolutely. You know, and so I think that sometimes we feel so tied to that original decision that we almost feel like we're letting somebody down or that they're going to judge us for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, oh, they said they were going to do it. Now look at them. They just fucking caved. They just, you know, house of cards just folded in and gave in to the other person or whatever. But you know what? Not your circus, not your monkeys. Right. You don't get to make that decision for everybody. If somebody decides that they're going to cave and nobody's hurt and it does not involve you, not your circus, not your monkeys. Yeah. I mean, that person's perspective changed. Something shifted in their life that they were like, you know what? This, I've got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. And I think that uh, I, in realizing that, because I find myself doing it, there are times where I make a decision and I am strong in my conviction with that decision. And then I'm kind of like, ugh, hemming and hawing, okay, ugh. or or I get new information, or I put myself, like, if it's my son that wants to do something, and I've said no, 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 mm-hmm. no, but then he, you know, it's tries to earn it or he's feeling really sad about it or there's another reason and I kind of shift my perspective on it and say okay do I really need to be so hard in this conviction or can I like give a little yeah I I do that I feel myself going through that cycle as well especially when it comes to the kids and I'm like what is the lesson that I'm trying to teach what is the importance or relevance of this thing that I'm holding on to? And is there any flexibility in that? Yeah. And sometimes that's a hard thing because most of the time there's flexibility. <laughs> They're totally And you don't want to be the parent that like has no um, like consistency or boundaries or, you know, whatever. But I think that you can be both things, right? You can be the parent that has consistency and boundaries at times. And then you can also be the parent that is flexible and shifts a little at times, Because in order for it to be like a smooth running household, even to give yourself a break sometimes if that's what's needed or it's just life is all about shifting. You got to roll with it. You got to flow. 
down to the tomatoes and up to the pineapples. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta be in that flow. So what do you feel like are some things that help your perspective whenever um, you need a shift when you realize that, you know, maybe you're focusing on the negative or you're um, overvaluing something? How do you kind of get yourself back in alignment? Um, for me, and I almost feel ridiculous saying it because if you ask me like, what's the cure for cancer? I'm going to be like practicing gratitude. (laughs) (laughs) World peace will come from practicing gratitude. If everybody practiced a little gratitude, I think world peace could happen actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But I do think like you and I were having a conversation earlier where I had like these visions of grandeur for, you know, a particular thing in my life. And I was like, ah, you know what? Right now, what I actually need to do is sit and be grateful for everything that I have in my life because I have a lot of good shit in my life. Right. I have a beautiful roof over my head that is not leaking. That is a bonus. Yeah. I have a walkable, awesome neighborhood that I go for walks on every day. Do you know what I do every day that makes me fucking giddy? What? I crunch leaves. Aww. You're like, I will jump from leaf to leaf (laughs) like a fucking child. (laughs) I love that. That's so cute. I don't know what it is about the crunching sound, but it makes me so happy. It makes me feel like a kid. Because I did that as a kid. Yeah. I used to jump into piles totally. of leaves. Mm-hmm. And then mom would be like, don't bury yourselves in leaves. A car is going <laughs> to run you over. She would say that. <laughs> yeah, she definitely did. Which is also a different in perspectives. We were like, oh, holy crap, a big pile of leaves. This is awesome. So fun. Let's jump in it. Right. And her perspective is, I'm an adult. I know bad shit happens. Get the fuck out of the leaves. Yes. <laughs> don't want you to get run over. Totally. Totally. That's why parents are such a buzzkill life experiences definitely i was five i did not have the life experience to back me thinking that maybe i might get backed over by a fucking honda (laughs) exactly exactly um well i think that gratitude is a great way to shift perspective um do you feel like your gratitude practice is like a a daily thing that you do? Is it like only when you're feeling uh, like you need a shift? What is your ritual around gratitude? Every single day, every day. You know what else I did? I got shower notes. Have you ever heard of shower notes? Mm -mm. It is a pad that you stick into your shower and it has a pencil that comes with it and you can like write down things in the shower where you do all your best thinking it's all my best thinking right so I got this the other day and I wrote down every day in the shower I do gratitude and every day before I go to bed I do gratitude and then if I'm feeling like it I'll be on a walk and I'm like ooh, gratitude Mm -hmm. I really try and incorporate it in as many areas of my life that I can because I know that it makes me feel good to just look around and observe and acknowledge all of the good stuff that's happening. Right. Because it's so easy for somebody to pay attention and observe all the bad shit that's happening. Yeah. Practicing gratitude is like, I mean, that is an actual 
practice. It's not something that is default, right? But I think that you can make it default if you keep practicing it. Yeah. And I think that that definitely would help ship, ship, shift perspective. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so I'm sitting here in my feelings because it's easy to sit on the show and be like, oh, you know, do this, do that, practice this, practice that. I'm so grateful. Yeah. Um, but even coming into the show today, I was just kind of like wrestling with some things on the inside. And us having this conversation about gratitude brings up the thought like, what do you say to the person who is struggling to practice gratitude because things are at a really hard point in their life? I think that like, it's easy to get down to the granular side of things and be like, I am grateful I have a clean bed to sleep in. But like at that point, it feels very robotic. No, I tell them to sit in their fucking feelings and feel what they're feeling right then because that's not the time for them to be practicing gratitude. They need to feel what they're feeling. And then whenever they start to come out of that, then start to do some gratitude. But allow yourself the space to feel like shit. And like, how long do I do that before I'm like, as long as you fucking want. Yeah, that seems like a hard thing for me. This is why perspective is such an important word to me this year is because I feel like I've been sitting in the shit for so long. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I'm just gonna be like, super vulnerable um, with you and with our listeners that like, it is so hard to consistently elevate myself and pull myself out of the fucking bottom of the barrel when shit around me is just chaos and hard all the time. I don't sometimes have the bandwidth to pull myself into a positive space, but I also no longer want to be in the shit space. I can't even express to you how much I know what you're going through. I lived in the shit. I would look up at my bedroom fan and think like, maybe I should just hang myself from it. As a mother with children, I have thought about suicide in my life. I, I can't even tell you, hundreds, thousands maybe of times. I like to think that the person that I am now could be like a beacon of hope for somebody to know that you can come out of that shit and that it can be good. It's work, though. It's fucking hard. You have to feel the shit. You also have to do the work to come out of the shit. And I think that sometimes that's where people get stuck mm -hmm. because being in the shit is comfortable and it's easy. And coming out of it and it depends on what the shit is you know everybody's experiences are different my first step was to stop fucking wallowing my second step was reading the mastery of love and these are just little tiny baby things that i would do that kind of like helped shift my perspective the Mastery of Love sounds like a book on, like, romantic relationships. It's not. It's all about self-love. Mm -hmm. And I still go back to that. The Alchemist, 
is another one. It's really hard because I know that you're going through a really tough time in your life and that it's been going on for a really long time and it feels endless. It does feel endless. And that's where like, I'm like clinging on to perspective with hope that like, even if nothing changes, if I could just change my perspective, then maybe it wouldn't suck so bad. I think that it's going to come out the other side. I think that in a year from now, you're going to be whistling a different tune. I cling to that hope. I do put it out into the universe. I trust that you deserve it, that you deserve to walk an easier path and that it's coming. I hope that you think that you deserve it and that you can trust that it's coming and try really hard not to battle it in your head. <laughs> that is going to be the toughest part. <laughs> it's always the toughest part, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I do think that I deserve it. Um, I know I deserve it. And I am like really just hanging in tight and waiting with an open heart to like just receive, mm -hmm. you know, um, overthinking it is a struggle. Of yeah. course, I am. I struggle with overthinking. Um, and and part of my shift in perspective is trusting that what's meant for me will be in my path. And I think that you are going to find an abundance of sand dollars presenting themselves to you in your life. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that's going to be the universe's reminder to you that you're on the right path. Trust what's in your path. Um, and because you said like f seeing that sand dollar was so affirming to you and it made yeah. you giddy. Yeah. You like got giddy on the beach seeing the sand dollar. Yeah. I think you need to cling to that feeling and ride that frequency of that. Oh, oh my God. Look, just like it yeah. happened. Look at this. Yeah. Because I think that's what's going to raise you through. I think that's what's going to help elevate through the next year i'm clinging well maybe we come back here next year and you know you're queen of the united states because <laughs> <laughs> god knows we need a fucking woman out here oh gosh <laughs> or maybe we come back next year and you tell me to go fuck myself who knows i'm like you promised me <laughs> that the shit would be over <laughs> well um i guess time will tell yeah well, I mean, what are you actively doing now for your perspective shift? Um, I have to actively be aware of whenever I am wallowing mm -hmm. because that's easy uh, for me to do because I, I mean, I can have like a good day and a bad day within a matter of 15 minutes mm -hmm. based on my environment. Right. Um, so I think being aware of where my thoughts are going, um, 
you know, I have this belief that like our thoughts um, and our perspective will create our reality. And so if I continue to have the the focus on the negative, if I continue to vibrate at that frequency, mm-hmm. then that will continue to be more of my future. Um, and I feel so stuck because I guess I haven't mastered the skill of um, protecting my energy mm-hmm. and protecting my personal frequency mm-hmm. because my external environment really weighs heavily on that. And so um, I think that learning ways or changing my perspective around my capabilities as far as protecting my energy will help me. Um, I do think gratitude would be a great practice for me. Um, that being said, sometimes I just, you know, have to allow myself the down days without judgment. I think that's really important. It's, I, I mean, we've talked about it. I think even last week I was like, Oh, it's kind of that toxic positivity thing. Right. Practicing gratitude can feel a little bit like toxic positivity right? whenever you are feeling in the shit. And so, yeah, I'm like, for the fucking don't do it then. Like, just fucking feel what you are feeling. Be down. Be miserable. Cry it out. Do all the things. And then you get to decide when you're ready to be like, all right, am I done? Okay, I'm done. All right, let's let's move on. I'm going on to the next phase now. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, I have like a lot of judgment around like the negative feelings. I'm like, oh, you're so negative. No, you're allowed those feelings. You're so that. Embrace those feelings. They are you, the good stuff and the bad stuff. We are all, all of it. Definitely. And, you know, integrating the light and the dark is a practice that has come to the forefront of my mind as well. And just Mm -hmm. trying to not judge those shift my perspective on the things that I feel like are the quote unquote bad parts of me yeah and like embrace and love those parts of me as well uh uh, speaking of last week we did get a message and somebody said that their word was embrace and I was like oh I love that word that is a really great word it's a good word to take in because like embrace not only is it like I am like hugging, you know, like, yeah, just I think a it's nice like embrace. A, it's a nice life hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect word, I think, to go into a new year. But it's like embrace, embrace the good, embrace the bad, embrace the embrace present the moment. Parts of you. Mm-hmm. There's so much that you can embrace instead of fighting. Like, doesn't embracing it just feel so much easier? Totally. Than the fucking ninja act, like yeah, out of there. Yeah, yeah. It's like relinquishing control and just embrace. Yeah, love it. Um. So, guys, let us know on social media what do you guys do to change your perspective? If you have any uh, perspective shifts that you want to share with us, I, for one, would love to hear it because I like to try out some new things. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear for, from it too. Um, and also, if you feel like uh, in your heart you want to share this episode with somebody, if you feel like they are um, going to be on your journey of shifting perspective or you want to be on theirs, go ahead and send 
this over to them and also maybe consider giving us a rate and a review five stars only please Mm -hmm. and um, you'll help us reach more listeners and um, get a more broadened perspective for world peace for world peace (laughs) if everybody practices a little gratitude we'll have some world peace (laughs) Dana and Jessica for Queen and until next time we're on batting baby Unbatting, unbatting, we're unbatting, baby. We're on a journey, baby. We're unbatting, baby. We're unbatting.